Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm your host, Rocco Ruiz, and you're tuned into For Real Though. Okay, so the music just played, right? It's usually really awkward, <laughs> an awkward silence when the music's not actually playing within the show. So in order to get rid of that possibility of any more awkward silence, I'd like to introduce our guest for today, who I'm extremely thrilled to have on the show. She's a singer-songwriter who is now currently based in California, am I correct? California. Yeah. So without further ado, please welcome Siege Franquera. So I'll, I'll, insert, I'll, I'll insert some like uh, clapping sound effects so it doesn't sound so Okay, nice, nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like... So Siege um, flew in yeah. all the way from California. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> through the miracle of Zoom and the internet, Siege is able to join us today. So you were saying Siege, sorry, before I interrupted you. Um, I'm just uh, happy you invited me uh, to do this podcast with you. I've been really into podcasts lately. I think it's because it's the only way I can really talk to people in this pandemic. Yeah. People that aren't my family. So thank you for having me. Sure. And it's a legit excuse to talk. It's just not like, you're sure it's not someone giving you some like random booty call or someone being like, oh, yeah. with some ulterior motive, like calling you for some... <laughs> the quarantine crush. Exactly. Yep. So I was talking about like, you know, how some people might be wanting to reconnect or talk to you with some ulterior motive, right? Well, that's related mm-hmm. to the movie we're talking about today which is an, mm-hmm. an extremely relevant movie considering the times. Well, I think it's always been relevant, this kind of topic, but now it's more relevant than ever because people who are victims of this kind of thing are given a voice that's actually listened to for once, thank God. Because yeah. like, I mean, it's a really sensitive subject uh, and we'll talk more about that later. You guys probably already know I'm talking about Promising Young Woman. So it, it came out last year, but it, it's only like it's being available to everyone just this January, right? On Amazon yeah. Prime. And mm-hmm. it's the first it's the first movie of this director. I think it's her directorial debut, Emerald Fennel, oh, wow. if I'm yeah. saying that correctly. I think it's a really important movie for her because she wrote it, she produced it, and she directed it. Yeah. It must have been a big one. And I just watched like a video of hers. She yeah. was discussing like the importance of music to um to the whole to the entire movie. And I noticed in the in the in the movie she was pregnant. She was heavily pregnant. You mean So the, I can imagine the, the director. director. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like I can imagine the, while the she was making watched. this movie. Yeah. 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 And she was like, she was killing it. She had like she had a tummy around, she was walking around, talking to all the actors and stuff. And I was like, wow, this must have been a really monumental movie for her, it being the first, and she's going through so many things specific to being a woman. Without, like, uh, spoiling too much, what did you think the plot was all about? I mean, I could give a, a description off of Wikipedia, but it's funner if, you know, our guest describes the movie. So <laughs> what is Promising Young Woman about, Siege? Uh, How would I describe Promising Young Woman? It is... So the reviews say... Yeah. It's um, one of the most important masterpieces of our time. Wow. Something like that. Really yeah, when I was really, Yeah, and I was like, I would say it is a masterpiece just because it captures, like you mentioned before, the time so um, yeah. so well. And there, there hasn't really been uh, like a climate wherein this movie would have worked. Had it mm-hmm. not been, I guess, for like, you know, the Me Too movement. Yeah. Um, just 
general consensus of people like we need to talk about this and it needs to be out there. Uh, so I would say that this movie, like I would best describe it as like poetic justice for all of the women that have had to undergo uh, catcalling, mm-hmm. harassment of any kind, and of course, uh, victims of, you know, worse things, yeah. um, abuse, all that. And it's just, it's very satisfying. The way that everything, the way that the plot develops and the way that it ends mm-hmm. is, it's it's satisfying. It's, it's heart-wrenching because you know that this isn't just like, you know, a fantasy movie. This is like real life. This happens. But the way that, um, the way that the main character is able to navigate through her own like personal trauma and like finding kind of her revenge. Yeah. It's just, whoa, whoa. It's great. <laughs> so to those who haven't seen it, it's ultimately, you could sell it to them as like, it's a revenge movie, right? Yes. It's kind of like, revenge I thought it was going to be a lot like Kill Bill, but I was surprised to see like, oh no, it's a lot more grounded than that. Because the trailer yeah. looks like it's going to be like, because she was in this like hooker outfit, but mm-hmm. it, it was she was a using nurse it, or something. Uh, yeah, a nurse. But she was like using it to her advantage. Like, yeah. I'm not going to spoil the scene just yet. Like, we can delve into spoiler territory later on. But, it was it was more of an empowering costume, and I think like it, it goes back to the thing about poetic justice because you'll find out in the movie. Um, her name is Cassie. Yeah, she's uh, she dropped out of med school, mm-hmm. and if you watch the trailer, she's wearing the like the nurse's outfit yeah. among the other outfits, and I love how she dresses up like literally every um, every. Chapter? kind of slutty outfit oh, yeah. like yeah each chapter, each chapter and yeah. each time she goes out and she you know she does her thing without spoiling the movie the things yeah. that she does she wears very like provocative clothes and like it's it's pretty like stereotypical yeah. as you could say but the way that the the twist of it yeah is, um it just makes it very oh the twist very, like uh okay wait I'm sure we can talk about it later. Okay, here's here's an option yeah. for the listeners. We're not gonna talk about spoilers just yet, but when we do get mm-hmm. to the spoilers, we're gonna warn you guys so that you can pause the podcast, watch the movie, come back and finish the, the rest of it. So yeah. let's talk about the general themes first of the movie. Cause okay. um, personally, like I think it's a very, very sensitive subject. And there were a lot of ways mm-hmm. this movie could have been edited or filmed or directed wrong or acted wrong mm-hmm. or it could have been offensive on so many levels but it wasn't it was actually like it's what we need to see and hear in this climate yeah. right how would you say like the movie speaks up for people who are victims of these kind of things as opposed to movies that have kind of shown revenge in the past kind of like you know kill bill is my like primary example but how does this one set itself apart from those other revenge films like from the get-go, even when I was watching, when I was, I watched it with my cousins um, mm-hmm. and I, I liked watching it with them because I had an older cousin who is a guy who was yeah. like literally near his 30s and my younger cousin who's like Gen Z, just 20 years old. So they're, hearing their opinions as I was watching this movie and trying to like figure it out for myself was really cool because I kind of got like all perspectives. I also thought we all, all of us thought that it was like an assassin movie that she, uh, yeah. I, I can't give it away, but what she does with these guys is, you know, in her finding her revenge, she's going to go out and, you know, kill them. But the lessons that she teaches them and the way that she does it is just so like, 
it's, it's makes you so uncomfortable because mm -hmm. she's saying all of the things that are said in those encounters yeah. and the men are acting, you know, they're like the nice guys trying to be, trying to be nice, but they all, they say the, the gross things. Like I remember there's this um, one scene, mm -hmm. I'll say it out of context so that it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't give it away. if it's not the twist, I think it's safe to talk about it. Minor spoilers yeah. are permitted. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, like, um, pretty much the guys, they say all, like, the stereotypical things that are said, like, when you kind of saw, like, with one night stands and encounters. Um, the guy, he goes, like, oh, you know, you're you're so beautiful, but um, with all that makeup, like, I just I just want to see, like, the real you. Yeah. I just, I just want to see you. Soft boy And at the shit. end of the... <laughs> yeah, and at the end of the scene, she's like, um, uh, "So we, so what's my real name? Like, what's what? Uh, who who am I? If you think we have a connection and you yeah. think I'm so beautiful, like, what's my real name? I, I totally fucked up the script, and it's definitely gonna be better in the, in the, movie when you in guys the actual watch film. It. Yeah, no, you, you kind of yeah. nailed it. Don't worry about it. That, that was pretty <laughs> accurate. And that guy was McLevin, the guy who played McLevin, right? I know, that's why he's like, I'm a, I'm a nice guy. Like, I like thought he's still a, a dude. He's still a, I mean, like, yeah. I'm I'm remembering his character in Kick Ass. It's kind of like that. He's kind of like uh, a soft well. bad guy, yeah. Um, but okay, he's not the main villain in this movie because there's no real mm -hmm. main villain. I think society no. is kind of the villain in this movie. Oh yeah, not just yeah. one guy. I just realized, like, I didn't even plan this out, but you're kind of the perfect guest for this because you live in America. And this movie <laughs> tackles um, how the climate is in America regarding this. Because, like, mm -hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure harassment's like, prevalent everywhere, unfortunately. Yeah. But the Philippines has a different way of dealing with it, and mm -hmm. America has a different way of dealing with it. And I guess because it's more conservative here, it's talked about less. But I'm yeah. happy, like, in the States, like, um, the Me Too movement's going... Which um, I'm really, look, I'm, I'm treading on like thin ice here. I don't want to like offend anyone because like the Me Too movement is great. But like, you know how yeah. some people like take advantage of it and like oh, manipulate it sure. into something that they kind of like it make it not. malicious. <laughs> like, yeah. The intent definitely. of the Me Too movement is to help people who are legitimately uh, harassed or like uh, save them from the, the predators who are like really just bad guys. But you know yeah. how some people, like, um, they weren't even, and I'm not really the authority on what's harassment and what's not, but you know how some people um, make something innocent into something scandalous just to get attention? Yeah. a lot of that happening. That's I the worst part of it. Oh, yeah. Amber Heard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, it kind of makes the yeah. whole Me Too movement look bad, even oh, if it's not, it's not a bad thing. And that's yeah. what I found fascinating about this movie is it wasn't just black and white. Like, there are many different situations that can go many different ways, and you can't yeah. generalize everything. I don't, I don't think this is a major spoiler, but she doesn't really kill them, right? She doesn't kill them. No. Or does she? No, she doesn't. And there's so many times where she could, she could go all the way and then become the bad person. Mm -hmm. But the way that she navigates it so that she still gets her you know, revenge and she's able to make her point, she doesn't go all the way, like, all the way bad. And I think that's what that's what's really cool about it. That even till the very end, where like, and I know we can't say what it is, yeah. <laughs> um, but she doesn't go because if she were to go all the way bad, she'd be just as bad as everybody else. And I think that's what really sets it apart 
like as a revenge flick mm -hmm. is that she doesn't lose like her um i guess uh her humanity or goodness. her own morals yeah. yeah 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 in trying to exact her revenge and i think another thing this movie kind of illustrated really well were double standards especially mm, like um sure. this one scene really like got under my skin because it's so real like she was talking to a woman talking about mm. harassment and stuff and then yeah. the woman was defending the guys behind it and then when she flipped the script and made it like made the woman feel like the victim of the harassment was someone close to this woman yeah. suddenly the woman saw it as wrong so it's yes. like what is up with that double standard? Just because you don't know this person, it immediately makes it a dismissible case, which is mm -hmm. so prevalent and really oh, annoying yeah. about society, right? Just because it's some unknown person or someone you don't, you don't know personally, suddenly it's just like, eh, that's nothing. Like, as long as it doesn't happen to anyone close to me, it's fine. Which yeah. has got to stop. Like, that's stupid. That's definitely like one of the themes there. It's like yeah. there's the perpetrator of the act. And of course, that's pretty black and white. You know, they did what they did and they should be um, they somebody got hurt and they should be punished for it. That's yeah. like the justice part. But there's so many other people around the perpetrator that allow for it to kind of be dismissed mm -hmm. or like pushed under the rug. And those are the people that those are the people she actually exacts her revenge on first. The yeah. people that doubted her and allowed that person to get away with what they did. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks so much to like what, what happens in society because they, um, when, when victims are, uh, when victims go through what they go through, they're not just victimized once, but twice mm -hmm. from the act itself. And then society, the way that they're treated, even during say um, the trial. And that's one of the, that's one of the characters there. The, I'm gonna say okay. This is a lawyer, yeah. so yeah, there's a lawyer. Even the lawyer, uh, it describes a little bit the things that need to be done in order to make the victim either dismiss the case or make it seem like the victim is uh, making the whole thing up. You know, it's just, just like the person to get, you know, the I guess the justice that they really truly deserve because some a wrong was done to them. They have to keep continue to relive it and kind of put themselves out there for trial so, society. so traumatic like it reminds me of i don't know if you've watched this it's a netflix series you know <laughs> unbelievable you know that netflix series or have you heard no, of it no i haven't watched I, it I, I could be but you know what i'm talking about it's no i don't Just, it's about what this it about? um okay i'm not sure if uh i said the right title but it's a netflix series and um it's i think it's a limited series and it's about this harassment victim and do the law makes it so hard for anyone to come forward because one you get shamed second you get dismissed yeah. and called crazy uh just because yeah. and they're gonna ask you all these like invasive details about the case but mm -hmm. hello you're traumatized you can't remember stuff exactly the way it was and exactly. and that makes it just so unfair for the victims of of these kind of things and I remember you saying just a, a few minutes ago, like you watch this with mm -hmm. your older cousin and your Gen Z cousin. Yeah. Are they both guys or? No, uh, one is a guy, the young, the Gen Z girl. Okay. Girl. So, cause like I was asking because one of the, amongst the several excuses, these manipulative men um, and dismissive men in the movie use is quote unquote, we were just kids. 
right? They oh, sing yeah. that a lot. Ooh, in the movie. Big one. When I heard that line, I was like, okay, you might think that's a valid excuse, but like, mm-hmm. just because you were a kid doesn't mean you didn't scar someone else forever. Yeah, that's your excuse yeah. for your actions. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's fine to say you were dumb and stupid and you're not anymore, but in order to truly, like, say, uh, you've grown is we were just kids and it was wrong and I'm trying to make it right now. I think that's a yeah. good way to recover from that. But like if you just say, oh, we were kids, so it was nothing, then that that's wrong. And that movie like illustrates that point very clearly, I think. And yeah. you, you were mentioning earlier, Siege, about the music because you watched this like uh, behind the scenes featurette regarding the music. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the video, but what, what did the director say about music, especially coming from a musician? Um, what can you say about the music Ooh, yeah. in this film? Um, well, they really push the, the, the official soundtrack. Um, it's one of the things that you can, I guess, get early access to when you, when you have Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Not, not a plug, but okay. just something I have seen. Amazon's not paying. When, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is not, they have enough advertising pushing this movie all across America <laughs> and beyond. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the soundtrack, uh, uh, the director said that as she was writing the script, she had a playlist um, side by side. And it was really important for her to use the soundtrack to um, push certain parts of the script, but particularly to like pretty much shock the audience. Because you know, like when the music comes in, there's kind of like something that you're expecting and it adds to it with the script and everything. So she made it a point to use the music to like i think there i forgot what the term for it what it is but the concept is that the audience thinks it's going one way and it goes uh, oh misdirection like, like misdirection yeah kind of pretty like a joke much. like you think a joke's heading one way then the punchline just takes it the yes. way yeah yeah so that's exactly what she did with the with the music and why it was so important and um yeah. one of the songs that really like once you start hearing this song um, it, it's toxic by Britney Spears, yeah. but it's done in like it's a like, new version. Or, orchestra, yeah, and yeah, it's with, so with orchestra, creepy. Yeah. It's so good, but it's so creepy, and you're like you're there, and you're just like waiting for this scene because you know shit's gonna go down because of the way that they've like made the song. And there's just so many other songs. Um, but that's the one I remember one. the most. Also, the toxic, the orchestra version yeah. of toxic. Um, there's another scene. What's his name? Bo. Bo Burnham. The real guy. Yeah. Yeah, Bo Burnham. I, I'm a huge fan of Bo Burnham, by the way. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. So I was like, why do you know his name? You mean Ryan? <laughs> oh, like he's a, <laughs> he's a comedian. And he's been a YouTuber ever since 2008. Bo Burnham was there ever he's since. He's an OG? Yeah, he's an oh, OG Oh, that's YouTuber. dope. But oh, now he's like now a big-time like comedian. So, yeah. Yeah. Props to him. That's dope. So you're well, saying the scene that he's in, in the pharmacy um, is this the one. In the pharmacy? Yeah, it's the one okay, in the pharmacy. Yeah. So they're like they're going down the pharmacy, and it's a cute little date. And um, the director explains that she had to choose a song that would make both Cassie um, mm-hmm. and the audience fall in love with this guy. Yeah. So the song that she chose, it wasn't you know your typical love song. It's not like a, a serenading whatever. She chose "Stars Are Blind" by Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. Because if a guy knew all of the lyrics to this song, it goes to show the kind of guy that he is, and it would make Cassie um, finally put down her walls and like really fall in love with him. So I thought that was really cool. It's either that or he's twist. not straight. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either exactly. not or it's not totally straight. But those are the two mm-hmm. possible outcomes. <laughs> In a bit, let's go on to spoiler territory already. But like Yeah, okay, good. Before we do, um mm-hmm. how would you sell this movie to someone who's like hesitant on watching it or is like, yeah, I'll just watch it uh when I have the time. But how do you get them to actually like, hey, you gotta watch this now because Oh my gosh, you have to watch this now because if the whole Me Too movement um, speaks to you, whether you know somebody that has been harassed or you've been harassed yourself, this movie is very triggering. I'll say that. Yeah. Even that's what my that's what my lovely Gen Z cousin said. She said like literally first few minutes and she's like, oh, oh, because it is Trigger kind warning. of ugh, like, warning. Yeah. dude, the scenes are so gross. Like, but they're not Ugh, like you will... they're not explicitly like disgusting. But the ideas no. behind them are like yeah, it's like you've been in that situation or you've seen a situation and yeah. it just makes you so uncomfortable. I know. I think um, similar to Joker. You know, uh, you've seen Joker, right? Uh, with Joaquin Phoenix. No. What you haven't? Isn't it crazy? I, mean, I haven't. Oh my god! You have to see that scene. I'm waiting for a time. I'm really like yeah. that. Like I. It's amazing. It's, I've, yeah, I need to be in a certain headspace because yeah. I feel like it will affect me like that. What Promising Young Attention. Woman is for harassment, this Joker is for mental health. So oh, yeah. that's, my, that's my pitch to you to watch it. Dude, so, that um, makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. I brought up Joker because um, you know how in The Avengers or uh, other superhero films, so many people die, like thousands of people die. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> the audience yeah. doesn't really care. But in Joker, like... Yeah. I don't know, three, four people were shot the whole movie. But it feels yeah. just so heavy because of how real and grounded it was shown. And mm-hmm. the same goes for A Promising Young Woman. We see a lot of like scenes kind of similar to this in mainstream movies where, let's say, a guy and a girl hook up. It's not yeah. necessarily consensual, but it, the movie's tone doesn't make it seem so serious. But the way this yeah. movie did it was like, oh shit, like... I don't want this to happen to anyone. It, it, yeah, it's, exactly. It's not uh, exaggerated and violent like how, um, yeah, trigger warning to people listening. Um, it's not as violent as like other rape scenes in other movies where it's so like the music's so intense and the camera's like moving all over the place and the woman's like yeah. struggling and stuff. But here it's just like, it's the subtle kind of harassment that's kind of so upsetting. And it gets under because your skin. it's normal. That's, yeah. what, that's what's so gross about it is that you realize that. And like it goes back to the whole stereotypical thing. Literally all of the things that are said um, by the guys that get into these situations with Cassie are things that you would hear like yeah. on, in an encounter if you've ever experienced that. And I think that's what makes it so insidious is that it's so normalized and you're so uncomfortable and you, you have to come to to terms with the fact that you're uncomfortable because you know it's wrong, but yeah. it's so normal. Going back to this little yeah, template, yeah. <laughs> you should watch this movie if you know it's wrong when you see it, but you've, you haven't been able to verbalize it or do anything yeah. about it, and you want the chance to see it being played out yeah. where the, the victim you know, gets there gets their revenge or like get what's the term it's like a jewish term jewish term for revenge (laughs) yeah it's something like gets their um it's not hot i don't know 
forgot. I forgot. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not Jewish. Take it back, or... take it back. So, oh, another thing uh, before we talk about the spoilers already in the movie is, granted, none of us are perfect. And uh, I'm pretty sure, like, uh, everyone makes mistakes. But the thing that kind of irks me in this movie is um, a lot of the characters, even after they knew they did wrong, they're not doing anything about it. Mm-mm. It's like, they're not even trying to be better people. They're just trying to yeah. hide, hide it. They want to hide it. Where's the redemption arc? Right? My right? God. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, ha- tell me you've seen Avatar, though. Avatar, the last episode. Yeah. Of course. Of yeah. course. So, Zuko, <laughs> primary example, horrible guy who mm-hmm. just who knew he was wrong. So, he tried to be better and he became better. And because of that, he became one of the most heroic characters in Avatar. But no one in this movie, almost no one, uh, is like Azuko. Everyone's just trying oh, yeah. to uh, uh, cover their tracks, trying to dismiss yep. everything. And I think a lot of these characters could have been redeemed. They could have been actually. Um, they could have helped Cassie a lot and actually like yeah. um, proven their worth uh, as human beings by righting the wrongs or at least attempting to right the wrongs. But like everyone's just dismissing everything, which is mm-hmm. the main problem in this movie. So I think it's safe for us to now talk about the spoilers. Yeah, so? okay. I mean, we've covered everything that, that isn't spoilery. That... Okay, let's start from the beginning okay, and okay, then okay. go all the way but, to the end. Like we idea, can break it down by from the very start. Yeah. So pretty much, um, Cassie, Cassandra. Yeah. Uh, Played by Carrie Mulligan. Forgot we didn't oh, mention that. Which is amazing. She's she, amazing. She killed it. Yeah. Sorry, wrong word to use, but um, no, actually, it's did, quite appropriate. In, actually, yeah. Oh. <laughs> she she did a great job in she this, knocked it out in the this park. film. Yeah. Let's use the sports. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you like from the get go. Uh, but yeah, so Cassie, she's um, she is like thir- she's just turned thirty years old, and you are starting to see into her life. She's a dro- um, a med school dropout. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's still living with her parents. Her parents want her out of the place, and you can you can tell that she's like she's gone through something. She's she's holding on to some trauma. Cassie has a lot of these side quests where she mm. uh, deals with these like I guess quote unquote soft boys because they pretend yeah. to be nice. Which nice have, like, guys. Yeah. You know what I hate about that though? And I'm not saying I'm a saint or anything like that. But like <laughs> those soft boys um, make the genuinely nice guys look bad. Which sucks. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. Now women are going to think everyone's being fake nice because you became fake nice. So now the guys who are really nice, mm-hmm. they're going to be wary of them too. Which I don't blame the women for at all. But like, come on guys, you're like ruining it for everyone. Which I know. sucks about this. Uh, the, the guys in this movie who are quote unquote giving everyone trust issues. Another thing I like about this movie is it doesn't say all men are evil or like quote unquote yeah. like the internet loves saying men are trash. Yeah, this movie yeah, shows yeah. that there are bad men, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But it shows like it's there's a lot of gray area too, and there are also men who aren't horrible it's like it's a fe- yeah. it's a great feminist movie because oh, unfortunately yeah. because of how the internet is feminists are made to look extreme or like uh which they radical. aren't all the time or mm-hmm. radical or like so um uptight and angry all the time which they aren't they, they want peace they want equality yeah for sure but like this this movie shows like okay the people who are angry have a point but you shouldn't yeah. generalize everything all the time 
Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Also because in in the movie there are women that are act, also bad. That are yeah. just as. Maybe even I would even go as far to say because women have, you know, a specific type of experience. That's the reason why feminism is exists in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's because women have to undergo uh certain standards. They yeah. have double standards. They have to uh, they go through a lot of shit pretty much yeah. because of the patriarchy. So women should understand other women more. Yet in the film, you see the women, um, specifically the dean. Yeah. The dean and one of one of the people that Cassie exacts her revenge on. This is Alison uh, Brie, her, right? Yes, Alison Brie. Brie. Oh, God, I hated her, but also like... Ugh. But you understand you, where she's coming from. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like it's hard Especially to because... Like so for the for the dean, yeah. she says all of the things that are normally said. You know, uh, well, she should have gang with uh, with those guys and yeah, possibly victim blaming. She was victim blaming, basically mm-hmm. victim blaming, and it's the worst when women um, participate in it. And yeah. then uh, characters like Alison Brie, who have who are the stereotypical. You, they even have a conversation about this over the lunch. They were, she was saying, um, yeah, you know, in college, uh, guys, they want the feminist because it's cool. But yeah. I promise you, as they get older and we all get older, they just want the nice girl. And it's not, it's really cool because Cassie is the exact opposite of it. She's 30 years old. She works this, like, cafe job. Still lives at home with her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, she rejects pretty much everything that a woman is expected of. And it's really nice to see that that contrast. And she does all these things, like she rejects this, um, the life of what is expected of her because she's so angry uh, with what happened to her friend, what happened to Nina. And she she just sees that fucked up. I don't know, what would you, how would you describe Cassie? She's like... A realist. She's a realist. <laughs> I think... She's a realist. Because what I like about what Cassie does also is she makes it look like she's doing the bad thing. She makes you think she did the bad thing, but she just wants to teach you a lesson. Then after that, she'll be like, you know, I didn't really do that. I just had to make you know how it felt like if I actually yeah. did do that thing. Right? Oh, her delivery and the script is so good. Right? Like, yeah. The way that she says things. What I don't get though, maybe it's because like not a lot of people have seen it. I'm seeing some like reviews like saying it's, they're giving it like average ratings. And I'm like, this movie's not average. It's actually really good. No, oh, yeah, right? dude. The script is so good. It's so good. And her just her character, the way that they built her character is so yeah. good. And I was so caught yeah. off guard when like Cassie died. She basically oh. died in a very anticlimactic way. Right? Yeah. It wasn't Yeah. Dramatic. It wasn't dramatic or anything. She just like, that's it? She's dead? Yeah, I thought she was like I pretending. I thought she was faking her death. Dude, I me too. Right? I was like, damn, she had to. But then again, I feel like as as calculating as she could be, yeah. Um, uh, well, we know in the very end that she kind of knew it was gonna. It was. It was or happening. it could have happened. She knew it that. Happen. Yeah. She was. That's ready why for she it had her happen. back. And that's why she had you know the twist at the end. And can we talk about okay? So Schmidt, I don't know his real yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. I just call him Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> new girl. He's exactly that guy. Schmidt in this movie. Fuck. But like, I know, dude. Like my worst Schmidt. He's like evil Schmidt they, in this movie. They were, they were, they were yelling. They were Schmidt, yelling. No! 
Yeah. Now they're going, Schmidt, Schmidt, Schmidt. And I was like, no, stop. You don't cheer for this, that guy in this movie. Yeah, but uh, so like when he walks in on, um, what's his name? Al, Al Monroe. Well, and, like, the harasser is, of uh, Yeah, and he's Nina. like chained up. Yeah. And like Nina, uh, sorry, uh, Cassie is is dead next to him. Yeah. And the the script that um that they went through, like when he said, uh, God, he said, I had to write it down because it was so good. He was like, this he defended is not himself. Fault, Al. Right. Yeah. They he totally changed the the scene. He was she he was saying like um, what is it? She left here. She left in the morning. Yeah. And none of this happened. Like totally changed the narrative. And it was so crazy because you know that shit happens. That's exactly yeah. how everybody that does these things gets away with it because it is a he said, she said thing. Yeah. So that was really, that was really powerful for me. And also, like, I hate how in that scene, much like most of the movie, Al, if I'm remembering his name correctly, mm-hmm. the first concern he had, because like, I thought, okay, he feels guilty about killing Cassard. No, it yeah. wasn't. He had no remorse yeah. whatsoever. He was just like, How's this gonna affect me? Like, I'm gonna get married. Will I yeah, ever get a job Anastasia? again? Fuck. Right? They're like, they don't care about the victim. They're like, what are the implications on my life? Which sucks. Like, which is such a real thing. Oh, yeah, Ryan. Like, Ryan didn't give a Bo shit. Burnham. He's like, I'm falling yeah. in love with you. Yeah, Bo Burnham, come on. Oh, sh- right? I think and he's the most fucking evil one out of yeah. all of that. Can you imagine? Like, you were literally there. And he, video- the person he's that the, you he videotaped loved. it, right? Exactly. And you know that she's fucked up over it. She literally dropped out of medical school and you still got close to her and you met her family. That's the most fucked up thing. But that just goes to show that he really thought that nothing was wrong. Or even if he did, he didn't feel like it was his fault. There's no accountability whatsoever. That's just so, that's the most fucked up part about it. He could have redeemed himself by like, bringing the topic out in the open and just being transparent mm-hmm. about it. But no, he just chose to hide it and that enabled the bad people to keep doing what they were doing. So like, oh man, Ryan, I thought you were different, man. Uh, and that's the most heartbreaking Ryan. part where you think, oh, this person might be different. Nah, they're not. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I think... Um, and for... Yeah, go ahead. So much. Uh, no, I was just gonna... Go ahead. Yeah. The theme is like... Um, I think one of the themes for Cassie is that she the way that she exercises control all throughout the movie is very it's a big it's a big part of like the development of her character and the development of the plot yeah because every time she gets into those situations with the guys she's not extorting them but she's um it's kind of like when you set them up yeah like you kind of get that feeling like oh is she setting them up to do this because mm, (laughs) how do i say it nicely okay i I think i know what you're trying to say (laughs) like um Cassie kind of sets them up to do the bad thing, but yeah. I think it's still their fault, even if they were set up. Because yes, exactly. um, even if Cassie wasn't setting them up, if Cassie was genuinely a drunk girl yeah. who was helpless, they would still do the same thing. So I think mm-hmm. um, Cassie, you can't blame Mm-mm. Cassie for this. Or you can't say, oh, he only did that thing because he was set up. No, it's because even if he wasn't set up, he would have still done it. To someone else. Entrapment. That's yeah, the word. Exactly. It was entrapment. <laughs> so it's not. It's in, not entrapment. It, sorry. It's not. It's entrapment. not entrapment. Yeah. yeah. For her to go through through that situation, it's a little bit masochistic on her end because uh, she. This is something that you know her best friend went 
through and her she has to replay it every time she does yeah. this thing but what's just so interesting is she's completely out of control it seems in that situation because she's drunk or she pretends to be drunk but you know she's actually completely in control because of the twist that she does where she she comes to her senses and is like, well, what are you doing? I'm completely sober. So I think that's why a lot of people should see this movie is because like um, sometimes you, you don't know what you're doing is wrong. And you got to be yeah. you got to be shown uh, the situation you're doing from an outsider's point of view. Then you realize, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I was such an asshole. I got to stop being that guy. I got to like make myself better. Yeah. And that's also a good reason why. I hope a lot of guys will see this movie also. Not just women, but like everyone in general. Yeah. Yeah. It's not written off as, you know, that radical feminist movie. It's um, not. It's super not. Movie. Yeah. It's because it's really not. It, it's so yeah. good. And um, there's a lot to learn from it. I think it's really good, like, depiction of exactly what happens in society. Yeah. And how we're all at fault. Exactly. And that's that's the whole Me Too movement. That's what it's about, right? It's like yeah. it's not just the perpetrator, it's everybody around them that allows that to happen, yeah. that stays silent. Yeah. And, allows and like I think it's I know I may potentially uh offend some people, but I think that's the dangerous thing about Me Too. Like Me Too is great and all, but like um I just don't like it when people weaponize it and like mm-hmm. use it as like it's sort of like um weapons are made some weapons are made to protect right but people yeah. use it like to assault other people and suddenly the intent for that invention isn't so pure anymore yeah which is like which is so, why it's hard to generalize so many things because there's a bad side and a good side to everything for sure okay so it's, it's a really serious movie with a really serious message but mm-hmm. i think um it's time for society to uh, start taking this um, sort of things more seriously. And I, I know on this podcast, I'm usually like, uh, to my listeners who regularly listen, it's usually like uh, a fun time where we talk about the fun things about the, the movie. I know. But this isn't one of those <laughs> movies, so we, we have to like stop dismissing. I think that's the main thing in this movie is we all know it's happening, but we got to stop yeah. dismissing it like it's not. To get- Credit to the movie, even though it is very serious, it's a serious matter. It's done in a way that is so entertaining. Yeah. From it's just like from the plot to the character to the script, um, to the way that it's designed, to the way that even the character dresses up, it's really good. It's it's very stylish. I think that's also a good way to balance out um the the serious topics being talked about. But I think the strongest points for this movie were the style and its relevance. And the acting oh, sure. goes without saying. The acting was great. Everyone acted so good in this. And it's sure, sure. it had the guts to have a twist ending, which wasn't yeah. a happily ever after ending. Like, okay. if I were to give this movie a cliche ending, it was Cassie faked her death, but killed mm. everyone in the end. Like, killed yeah, everyone again. No! He had to, she had to kill them? No, I mean, I like... If, if she killed them. If it was to be cliche... If the movie were to have a predictable ending, it was she was pretending to be a uh, a dead hooker in the bed. Then when she yeah. when she came to, she blew up the house or something like that and walked away and stuff. Oh yeah, that would be the cliche. Yeah, ending. that would have been that would have been satisfying. I think uh, in order for the movie to be grounded, she had to be a martyr, because sadly mm-hmm. that's how sometimes how things get solved, which I hope won't be the case anymore. But uh, 
that was, I think, the one way she could definitely win is she had oh, yeah. to sacrifice herself in the end. Thank you for joining me on the podcast, Siege. So before Thank we Thank you end, for having me. Oh, definitely. This was a lot of fun. It was a pleasure, definitely. Well, not, not like the topics we discussed. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't fun necessarily to talk about them, but it was like a pleasure having you on the show. So before I Thank end you. the uh, podcast, is there anything you want to plug or anything you want to promote right now? Because like, I know you have like, you just released a song and a music video. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you, if you liked all my ranting, <laughs> you <got> ranting. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I just put out a, um, my latest single has a music video as well. Um, also directed by a female, one of my best friends. She She's very much like the director of this film. She wrote the concept, um, edited it, directed it, everything. So do check me out. I'm Siege Frankara everywhere at Siege Frankara. Yeah, on Spotify, Apple Music, same. Uh, yeah, that's Yeah, it. and for those who aren't familiar with Siege's work, her voice is amazing and her... Do you play the instruments too, like in the in the inner tracks? Because I know um, you, you're some capable. Some of them I do. I know you're very much capable. Okay. I'm alright. So like, uh, <laughs> she's like the next Alicia Keys. No wait, no. I, I think She's not the next Alicia Keys. She's the first Siege Frankara, and I think that's better. Oh, yeah. stop. So, anyways, stop. thanks so much for being on the show, Siege. And with that Thank being said, me. I think you guys should watch uh, "Promising Young Woman" for real, though. See, I use the title as the sign-off. Oh, I get it! I get it! That's sick!